0: Hello and
1: welcome to the Toddcast.
0: Uh, how is everyone doing?
1: I hope you are all doing swell. I'm doing pretty okay. Uh, I don't know when this is going to air, but for me when I'm recording it, it is the Friday afternoon. I'm driving home. Got a good weekend lined up. Get to see the family. Um, get to not be at work. Uh, it's going to be great. Um, So, if I can ever get out of my lot, here we go, there's an opening, we're going for it, woohoo, free and clear, so, uh, what are we going to talk about, um, boy, that's a good question, because I just kind of hopped in the car and hit record, and so we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes, um, here's what we'll do, we're going to talk about, uh, something that I saw today, uh, at lunch, um. I work downtown, uh, and oftentimes, come lunchtime, I just need to get the heck out of the office, uh, and so I, you know, head out on foot, uh, to any number of local eateries, um, and so, when I was out and about today at lunch, um, was walking down the road and saw an object on the sidewalk that, uh, that brought back, uh, uh, a bunch of nostalgic, uh, memories, um, and so, I looked down, I saw it, and my first thought was, holy shit, an all-seeing eye of Eris, complete with tear. But if I say that to you folks, um, there's a real good chance none of you are going to know what the hell I'm talking about. So, let me let me dial it back and explain what this object is that I found. Um, and to do that, I'm going to have to uh, kind of go, go back in time a little bit, because uh, technology has changed. So, back in the day... Uh, when you would get a can of of soda or beer or whatever, you know. Nowadays they've all got the little pop tabs. You know, you you pull up on the little little lever action deal, and you know the one end impacts where it's got the little little etched out circle that you drink from, and it pushes that down into the can, and boom, your can's open. You may now drink. Prior to that clever invention, uh, there was a different system of of uh, tabs on cans that was that was a pull ring uh, that you would, you know, lift up on the one side like you do with the ones nowadays, but instead of just pushing it up and pushing the little metal flap down in, it was a little tear-shaped uh, etching in the metal that you would, you know, put, pop down on the thing and pull on the ring, and it would actually peel back uh, the opening that you would drink from. Um, and that whole unit would come free. Um... And like I said, they have not used those forever. So coming across one of those little pull tabs, loose and intact, uh, you know, in 2018 is, is, is a notable thing for me. Uh, you know, cause I, I, I don't know where it came from or how it got there or what the deal is, but it was, it was in a, you know extremely geeky fashion, um, very exciting to me. Um, because you don't see those anymore. Uh, you know, de- depending on how old you are, you may not even know what I'm talking about. Um, fellow olds like myself, uh, remember those and knows, knows, knows what I'm talking about. Um, but it's basically the way they used to, you know, cans of soda and beer used to open. You, you pull, pull the little tab thing off. Um, and so, like I said, it was, it was, it was definitely different and exciting to see this. On, a, on the dorkiest of all levels. Um, it's especially weird because where I found it, they just redid the sidewalk, and it was on top of the sidewalk. Like, I don't know if it got unearthed and somehow managed to make its way back on top. That's not the point. I'm I'm rambling. I mean, this whole thing is rambling, but that's rambling in a different direction than I intended to go. So you've got this pull tab from a soda or a beer from... God, I don't know, the 60s, the 70s, whatever. Um, and like I said, the first thing that popped into my mind was, oh, an all-seeing eye of Eris, complete with tear. Which is going to make me, you know, go into a a a bit of a conversation around discordianism. Uh, which is, uh, you can't see me make air quotes, but believe you me, I'm air quoting when I say a religion. Um it originated, I want to say, in the 60s. Uh part of the whole counterculture thing. Um with a a book called The Principia Discordia, uh which I I probably own a copy of. Um it's fantastic. Uh I was originally exposed to discordianism uh via uh a buddy of mine uh in college uh the University of Akron there, uh, a guy that, to this day, I still refer to as Reverend Jim. I uh, haven't talked to Reverend Jim in a long time and get a little bummed out about that sometimes. Uh, Reverend Jim, if you're listening, hi, dude. Uh, I suck at picking up a phone. Uh, I hope that you're doing well. Um, maybe we'll touch base someday. Um, but he had pulled it from the Internet back in the days when the Internet was young and printed it off, and put it in a three-ring binder, uh, and it was presented to me uh, as a gift, uh, and oh, what a gift it was. Um, the premise of Discordianism is that you, they venerate um, the Greco-Roman goddess, uh, Eris, um, who is, the, the you know, the goddess of chaos. Uh, and I'm not going to get into a whole bunch of, you know, specific details cuz a it's been like 20 30 years and b i don't remember all of it and c i it's not like i take this stuff seriously and and actually have this as my actual religion that i live by uh but the basic concept is is that everything is chaotic and you know you might as well just embrace it um and and have fun with it like i said this is this is definitely a you know quote unquote religion that was you know born in the counterculture of you know the sixties uh you know a bunch of fun um, chemical alterants i'm sure were were in use when uh, you know creating uh this little piece of space uh and it shows throughout the whole book I mean the whole thing is is basically you can tell was you know, done up on a typewriter and mimeographed with uh, clip art. Back in the days when clip art meant you took art and clipped it with scissors out of a thing and literally pasted it to another thing uh, when you mimeographed it. Um, all of the page numbers are from, you know, rubber stamps. Uh, you know, the ones that that have the little dials that you can change so the numbers would do. Um, and has a bunch of, you know, ink stamps throughout it. Um, it's delightful. Uh, there's no real organization to it. Uh, it's little quips and stories and funny, you know, little one-off things. It's, it's like if Mad Libs and SNL got together and said, hey, let's make a funny religion. Uh, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Um, so he gave me the Principia back, um, It was actually after I was out of college. I went up to visit them uh, before I joined the Navy, or it might have been between boot camp and A school. I went up to see them, and he gave it to me at that point. Uh, Actually, I think that's what it was, because I remember taking it with me uh, to Puerto Rico uh, for that deployment um, and really enjoying the hell out of it and getting into it. Um, I quote, unquote, converted Kenny uh, to Discordianism, um, and we both had good fun with it. to the effect that uh at that point in my life and you know, maybe at some point we'll we'll have uh a cast uh that, that kinda covers the full spectrum of uh, my sort of religious history uh and faith and so forth. Um, but for purposes of our discussion here,
0: uh when I
1: was first um, you know, exposed to discordianism I would be what would probably be best described as an agnostic. Um, I I didn't really believe in in God or a particular religion. I wasn't an atheist. I just I couldn't be bothered. Um, that I had other things to worry about than religion at that time. Um, I knew I was not a Christian uh, due to my upbringing. Uh, I, I had some bad experiences there. Um, but really wasn't full-on atheist, didn't really have any other inclinations. Um, And when you're in the military, you know, you get dog tags uh, that have, you know, your name, um, I believe your social security number, if memory serves, your blood type, and then the bottom line is your religious preference. Um, You know, the idea being behind the dog tags is if they find your body, they can identify you.
0: Um, And because...
1: Many folks who who have a faith uh, want to make sure that's known so that you can be, you know, handled in the correct fashion, uh, given the last rites or buried a particular way, etc., etc. So when I joined the Navy, um, you know, filling out the form for the dog tags, it's like, what's your religious preference? And I basically, you know, none, you know, uh, which gets stamped into your dog tags as noral Press. Uh, N-O-R-E-L-P-R-E-F no religious preference
0: um,
1: which is fine that was accurate I didn't have a preference um, when I got to my first duty station um, and had enjoyed uh, you know discordianism uh, I thought it would be funny if I could get that on my dog tags which typically you I don't know that you could um, if I had have put in the official request to get new dog tags with that on that, I don't know how well that would have flown.
0: Um,
1: you know, and this could get into a whole discussion as to, you know, what constitutes an an actual religion or an approved religion or whatever, and gets into all sorts of, you know, Bill of Rights conversation as to, you know, if I feel that my religion is is, is you know, good, then it's not your place to tell me that it isn't, um, but I just kind of feel like being in the military and trying to, you know, sell them on, oh, I worship, uh, you know, the Greco-Roman goddess of chaos, I want that on my dog tags, I don't feel like that would go well, um, and I was, you know, fresh to the battalion, I was, you know, an E-2, I think, at that point, um, Constructionman Apprentice Hersey is not likely to be able to make that argument convincingly enough to make it happen. Um, That said, uh, I had a buddy who worked in the Master at Arms department who coincidentally were responsible for making dog tags. Um, If you needed new dog tags, you lost yours, or what have you, Um, they were the guys who had the equipment to do that. And I'm like, hey, buddy, how about you do me a solid pump me out a couple of dog tags that have the same information, but instead of normal Pref, it says Discordian. To which they happily obliged. Um he was uh, you know, a good buddy. Um I had shared with him, you know, the Principia Discordia. He thought it was a riot. Uh we all had had good times there and he's like, Oh absolutely, I will make this happen. Uh and so he did. Uh, to bring this back around to the 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 beer tab, remember the beer tab that started this conversation um, in the Principia discordia when they 're talking about uh you know holy symbols and you know iconography of the faith and and things like that um, you know whereas Christians have you know their crucifixes and their crosses um, you know Judaism has the star of David um for um the the religious icon for discordians is one of those old school soda tabs um and it is referred to as the all-seeing eye of eris and if it still has the little tab the the, the tab attached the little tear-shaped tab it's an all-seeing eye of eris complete with tear uh, because back in the day when you had those pop tabs, you know, you'd, ideally you'd pull it off and it would come off ring and tab all as one intact. Uh, but oftentimes they would snap there at the join. Um, and so it was, a you know, a good and lucky thing to have it all come off as one unit. Um, and given that you're pulling this off of, you know, some either heavily sugared drink or, in the case of most Discordians, a beer, that was their religious icon, Um, and I happened to cross, uh, you know, one of these, uh, you know, military bases oftentimes are very old. Uh, they've been around for a while and, you know, the boys do their best to police the grounds and make sure things are tidy, but there's always going to be some, you know, quiet pocket somewhere where some refuse has uh, piled up. And sure enough, uh, I want to say it was there in, in, on the base in Puerto Rico. Uh, Kenny and I came across a couple of these and we, you know, flattened it out good and solid and polished that bitch up, and we had them. And so when you're in the military, um, as far as the dog tags are concerned, you, you're issued two of them that are identical. Like I said, name, Social Security, uh, blood type, religious preference, stamped onto them. Um, you also get, you know, a chain, which is that little, that little you know, wire with little balls on it thing. Um, you get two of those. There's one that's short, and there's one that's long and goes around your neck. The short one goes through one of the dog tags, and then on to the longer chain. The longer chain goes through that one, and then through the other dog tags. So they're sort of offset. Um, Fun fact, the reason for that is, is so that they can take the smaller loop and the dog tag, and literally use it as a toe tag for you. Um, That's why it's like that. And then the other one, they can, you know, do whatever. Uh, the reason dog tags are the size and shape that they are is so that if you are, um, a casualty, uh, that does not have the benefit of a toe to tag that onto, they can put that dog tag in your mouth, close your mouth, and you are, have identification on you. Just, just some trivia for you there, folks. Um... So that's the way that you have the dog tags, you know, assembled. And per the regulations, you can go with that. That's, that. you know, you have to have at least that. Um, they make silencers for dog tags. They're like little rubber things that go around the edges of the dog tag so that when you're, you know, running around, they're not clanking against each other, which makes perfect sense. If you're out on patrol in the jungle trying to be quiet and you've got clean, you know ting, ting, ting of your dog tags clapping together, that's probably going to get you killed. So they make little rubber, you know, things that go around the edge to silence them. You're allowed to have those. Um, and in fact, if you're in a, you know, ground combat unit, like I was, you are encouraged to have those. Uh, so you don't get yourself or others killed. Um, the only other thing that you're allowed to have on your dog tags, or in fact that you're allowed to wear around your neck, um, is you can add a single religious icon um so if you're a christian if you have a small cross that is it, the the icon has to be no larger than the dog tags so if you have a small cross you can put that on your chain with your dog tags and and rock that if again if you're jewish you can get a star david i honestly don't know what the the um the equivalent would be um if you if you're uh if you're any other faith, really, um, but you're allowed to do that, um, and gosh darn it, if the, the, the soda tabs, the all-seeing eye of Eris, boy, if those aren't just slightly smaller than a dog tag, so, right through the loop, right through the all-seeing eye of Eris, that went on the dog tag chain, um, and I wore that sucker, the whole time I was in the Navy, um, which made for some interesting situations, um, You know, one of the things that, you know, people who were never in the military might not be aware of is that military inspections are things that happen. They happen with a certain level of frequency, um, and they're never fun. Um, Because, you know, you've got to put on, you know, your best version of whatever uniform you're supposed to be wearing. Uh, You know, your boots or shoes, super polished, the uniform itself all pressed and, and proper, uh, the right insignia where, you know, wherever, you know, your, your, you know, haircut to, you know, is fresh haircut to military regulations. If you've got a mustache, it's trimmed just so, you know, to the 9s you've got to be spot on and they will, you know, stand you in formation and, you know, an officer and another, you know, higher, higher up, uh, from the enlisted ranks, will go person to person, looking you over, making sure everything is just so. Um, and often, not always, but often, part of that will be a dog tag check. It's it's standard issue gear that you're required to have. They have regulations on what it's supposed to be like, what condition it's supposed to be in, et cetera, et cetera. Like I said, I just told you all about the regulations for the dog tag.
0: Um,
1: and so they want to check and make sure you're following the rules. And so you'll be there in formation, and they will give you the dog tags out order, which means reach down into your shirt, pull those suckers out so that they're on your chest so that we can see them, Uh, which is, like, the easiest perk of any inspection. Like, you can't really fuck up dog tags. Like, they're made of metal. They're embossed. They're issued to you. They're on a chain that's issued to you. Uh, I mean, under normal circumstances, the only way you can screw that up is if your silencers are, like, grubby, uh, or if you have something else on there that's not approved. Um, You know, your wife's ring, or, you know, something on there that's not a single religious icon smaller than the dog cat. Um, So, on the occasion where I was in inspection, and they pulled that, you know, on me, I hold out my dog tags, and he's like, what the hell is that, and points at the soda tab, and I, you know, you're standing at attention, just like you see in the movies, eyes forward, you don't look at anybody, you're just, got that stare, uh, you know, serious face, you know, sir, yes, sir, to everything,
0: uh, you know, and I,
1: I think it was like a senior chief, uh, who had like a lieutenant with him, and normally when you're doing the, when they're doing the inspection, the officer is looking you over, but it's the enlisted guy that's actually taking the notes and giving, you know, instructions. It's, it's a real weird thing, because the three of you are there, like, not but a foot away from each other. Um, and to have, you know, a lieutenant go, let's see a dog tags, and then have the guy literally standing right next to him go, dog tags out, from the enlisted guy, to you, who is standing in front of the lieutenant and heard him say, let's have a look at the dog tags, is ridiculous and really sort of encapsulates a whole lot about the military uh, and why I'm still not there. Um, But this happens, and I do that, and of course it was the senior chief who's like, what the hell is that? And I stand at attention, looking eyes forward, religious icon, senior chief. He's like, what do you mean, religious icon? And again, straight face. All seeing eye complete with tears, senior chief. He's like, what the fuck religion is that? And he looks at the dog tag, and he's like, what is a Discordian? And I said, we worship Eris Callisti Discordia, Gre-, 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 Gre... I can't even say it with a straight face now, but at the time, it, I did. Uh, you know, Eris Callisti Discordia, Greco-Roman goddess of chaos, senior chief. And he just rolled his eyes and was like, yeah... I'm just not getting into this right now. And the lieutenant just kind of went, whatever, I'm not sure what to do in this instance. And they moved along, and I never heard a thing about it, and it was fantastic. Um, I think I still have one of those dog tags. Um, I don't know that I've got both, and I want to say that that, uh, somewhere in transit, between the time I got out and now, the all-seeing eye, the tear finally broke off on it, because it's just thin, you know, aluminum or tin or whatever in the hell they made those out of back in the day, uh, but, uh, I still have one of my dog tags that says, you know, Discordian on it, um, if you ever get a chance, uh, go ahead and Google, you know, Discordianism, look at it in Wikipedia, Or if you can find a copy of the Principia Discordia, I highly encourage you to take a look. It's it's a fun read. Um, it's all very tongue-in-cheek.
0: Uh, it's,
1: it's, you know, it's not, it's not anti-religious in the sense that they're trying to, you know, talk smack about Christianity or anything, but it's very irreverent. Um, and it's just, it's just fun, good stuff. Um, I've still got a little bit of drive left, and this seems to be my topic for the day. So uh, I'm going to try and see if I can't uh, remember uh, any of the, the more fun concepts there. Um, we talked about the religious uh, you know, iconography of the all-seeing eye of Eris, with, complete with tear. Um, one of the other sort of religious emblems is a golden apple uh, with Callisti written on it. Um, and there's a story there in the Principia about the original snub, uh, which speaks about, uh, I'm gonna fuck this up. Um, a party that happened among the gods, and there was Aphrodite and another goddess that's supposed to be, you know, super good-looking, whatever. Um, and the gods are all there, they're having, you know, a party, drinking wine, whatever, and Eris wasn't invited because she's, you know, chaotic and a wild child. No one wanted that trouble. Um, And so she, you know, went to a window near where this is being had and threw a golden apple in amongst them, and on the side of it, it said, for the prettiest one, at which point Aphrodite and the other goddesses start fighting with each other uh, about who that is. Uh, And Eris had a good laugh and then went off to go eat a hot dog. Like, those are the kind of parables that they, the Principia has to offer. Um, I should also mention that, uh, you know, hot dogs are sort of the official food
0: uh, for,
1: for Discordians. Um, whereas, you know, your 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 Christians and your, your Catholics and so forth, uh, you know, have um, crap, what do you, I'm trying to remember what you call it, communion, where you've got the wine and the bread and it's the body and wine of of Christ and so forth, um, hot dogs are the discordian equivalent uh you you are You are compelled to uh eat hot dogs on friday uh to commemorate the original snub um, to that effect um, one of the fun things about discordianism is that it's based on chaos and therefore you can make up your own rules and then break them. Uh, one of the things that uh, Reverend Jim and I did was sort of create our own sort of communion ritual, uh, which was based entirely on the items that we had on hand at the time. And the I can't remember all of the ridiculous things that you would say as you were doing things. Um, actually, I lied. I do remember what some of those were. So what you do is you take uh, what I believe was a fat-free Twinkie, because that's what we had, uh, and you hold it in front of you and say, "argle Um, You would then dip that in fake cheese. And by fake cheese, I mean that, like, liquidy cheddar uh, fake cheese you'd dip, like, nacho chips in, or you would have put on, uh, you'd dip pretzels in, that sort of stuff. And you would dip the Twinkie in the fake cheese um, and hold it up. And everyone around you would then say, uh, Oh, Fouferon. Um, and then you would then eat the, you know, the cheese-covered end of the Twinkie. Uh, and then you would wash that down with a shot of Jägermeister. And if that sounds super disgusting, um, it is. It absolutely is. Uh, a Twinkie and fake cheese and Jägermeister, I'd be hard-pressed to come up with a more disgusting combination. Uh, but that was kind of part of the fun. Uh, Anyone who was around you when you were doing this was grossed the fuck out, and that's chaotic, and we loved it. Um, It's a tradition I carried on into my Navy days, Um, and Kenny and Griffin and and the other guys, uh, you know, were weirded out and then delighted by that. Um, What else could I tell you? Um, Discordians don't have churches, um, but we do have holy sites, and those were designated uh, as bowling alleys were our churches. Um, because you can generally fuck off and play games, and back in the day you could smoke in them uh, and drink beer um, and just generally have a good time. Um, the, there was something in there, I believe, about the chaos of when the ball hits the pins and they fly in different directions, whatever, to put a little something on it. But it's just bowling alleys are great, um, and so they were Discordian churches, um, which was especially useful because every military base I was ever stationed on with the exception of my time in Honduras uh every other military base has a bowling alley on it uh which which was great uh and and me and the boys would often go to uh church uh meaning the bowling alley and you know chain smoke some cigarettes and and drink a bunch of alcohol and and do some bowling and you know be generally chaotic and weird and funny um the law of fives um the number 5 has special significance to discordians um much in the same way that the number 7 seems to crop up a lot in the bible or like they attribute you know the number 6 as being evil uh the number 5 comes in uh in discordianism a lot um and there is a a concept in there called the law of fives uh and it essentially says Um, everything, anywhere, um, either comes in fives, uh, or is divisible by five, or is in some way in relation to five. The law of fives is never wrong. And that's really all it says about it. Um, and it made for, uh, good times, uh, because I, you know, say something, like, the folks who knew about it, uh, would often hit me up, and people when they, it would come up in conversation, oh, I'm a Discordian. They're like, what the hell is that? And somehow they would find out about the law of fives. The challenge was to get some to to get someone, and let's face it, that someone was always me, to try and come up with something that the law of fives did not apply to. And it was my job to say, oh no, I can relate that to a five. Um, it's like a really warped, twisted, abstract game of, you know, five degrees to Kevin Bacon, if you're familiar with that one. Um, to go through some steps to get to whatever thing you just told me, uh, I can relate that to the number five. Um, which again was always good times. And I am horribly out of practice. Um, but, uh, you know, um, it was to try and get to a five as soon as possible. So, like, for example, right now I'm in my car, I'm driving, I'm at a red light. Somebody would look at me and go, okay, how does that traffic signal relate to the law of fives? And I would turn around and go, well, if I'm at a traffic light, I'm probably in a car. car has five wheels, the four that you're driving on and the steering wheel. Law of fives is never wrong, thank you, next. And then they would hit me with, you know, something else. Okay, what does, you know... uh what does, you know, what does uh, Lee Harvey Oswald have to do with Law of Fives? I go, oh, well, Lee Harvey Oswald, H-A-R-V-E-Y, that's six, which is five plus one. Law of Fives is never wrong. Thank you, next. I mean, some of them were a stretch, um, but that was part of the fun. Um, It was great to do, especially when we'd all been, you know, drinking, uh, because it made it, the request's more ridiculous, and I'd have to jump through more hoops to get there. Um, but again, that was all, all sort of part of the fun. Um, just good, random, goofy good times. Uh, like I said, it for, for me to say that it was my religion uh, makes it come across as though I took it actually seriously, um, which is far from the truth. Um, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that is actually a Discordian that actually took it seriously. The You know, the two concepts kind of are in direct opposition. Um, but it was good times. Um, and like I said, if you ever get a chance to, uh, to look into it, to read, read the Principia, it's just good entertainment. Um, you know, I, 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 uh, wouldn't actively recruit anyone to it in a serious fashion, but it, like I said, it's it's fun. Uh, the last thing I'll throw out there, because um, I'm getting close to home, and I think after this, I'm probably tapped out for for Discordian talk.
0: Um,
1: inside the Principia, there is a a photocopy of a a business card um, that they encourage you to make photocopies of and distribute. Um, and it essentially says, the bearer of this card is a, is is a, you know, certified and authentic Pope. Uh, so please treat him right. Yada, yada, yada.
0: Um,
1: and the idea was that every man, woman, and child on this earth is a Pope of Discordia. Um, and I enjoyed that. Uh, and... I had an inkjet printer, and they made, you know, business card, uh, material available for my inkjet printer. Uh, and so Kenny and I sure as shit printed out dozens and dozens of Pope cards, um, that had the, we replicated the exact thing that was in the book on the one side, and on the back side, um, this is gonna, this is gonna really date me. Um, it had... My email address, which at the time was, like, freakdemon at disinfo dot something. Like, it was, wasn't was my real name, but it was an actual email address that would get to me. Uh, and it had my ICQ number, um, which is going deep. But back in the early, 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 early days of the Internet, uh, you know, you had your, your AOL instant messenger and your other sort of chat client stuff. <laughs> Pardon me. Um and there was a a program called ICQ. Letter i, letter c, letter q. That was a, you know, a chat client. You could, you know, instant message people. Um and rather than having, you know, a name or a handle, you had a number. Um maybe when you were in there, when you, were in there you had a name, but The way you contacted people was putting in that number, and it would, you know, do it. And so on the back of these business cards, I had this weird, uh, you know, freak demon email address and my ICQ number. And we just printed off craploads of them and always had them on on hand. Uh, And whenever we would go out to eat, which was constantly when we were in the Navy because the food they had in the galley was just not good, um, it was free, and you get what you paid for is kind of how we felt. Um, and at the time, we were largely single dudes who didn't have brains or better things to do with our money, so we went out to eat all the damn time. Um, and this was in the era before, uh, debit cards were ubiquitous, um, and so you carried cash, and so when you paid the check, you typically did so with cash, and you had cash left over, and that's what you would tip with. Um, and... Whenever we'd leave a tip, one of us would leave our Pope card, uh, which is goofy and obnoxious, and I never once got anybody hit me up on ICQ or an email from any sort of waitstaff. Um, and I should also mention that in addition to us thinking it's hilarious and the waitress or waiter thinking, what the hell is wrong with you people, I will say that we, as a rule, tip very heavily. Um, again, more money than brains. Um, and when we went out, we, you know, hung out, and because you could smoke in restaurants back then, hung out in the smoking section longer than we probably should. So, I mean, I think when we tipped, it was probably around 30% minimum. Uh, so yes, they got a goofy Pope card, but they also got a pretty decent tip out of the deal, too. So, I don't feel real bad about leaving, you know, ridiculous joke religion paraphernalia, uh, in and amongst it, um... But it was it was good times. Um, it was it was solidly good stuff. Um, like I said, I'm uh, it's it's been you know a couple of decades, so I'm kind of running dry uh, on the Discordian topic, which is fine because I'm a, a single traffic signal uh, away from home. Uh, it's probably time to wrap this up. Um, <clears throat> so uh, thank you all for joining. Uh, as I said, check out the Principia Discordia. Google that shit. It's it's real easy to find. Um, if, uh, you know, you, uh, enjoy what you're hearing here, uh, you know, tell your friends, subscribe, rate me, uh, you know, on the, the
0: podcasts,
1: uh, app thing. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, if you've got something you want me to blather on about, uh,
0: ToddCastPodcast
1: at com. That's, uh, T-O-D-C-A-S-T, T-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Uh, and other than that uh, again thank you for joining me uh, and I hope you all have a good one and that's it